0: Hi everyone, <clears throat> my name is Kishore Chandra and we're here with the Bhakti Center, uh, Instagram live, uh, every night, 6pm, chit chat with myself and Jai Jagannath. And we get on here and talk about spiritual topics and things get a little fun sometimes, a little funny, a little sassy sometimes. Sometimes it gets really deep um, so it's a good time, all in all. <laughs> welcome, Kavi. Welcome, Princess Papina. Welcome, everyone. We'll get started in just a moment. When um, Jai Jagannath Prabhu signs on, welcome, Duleika Devi. Hare Krishna. Hare Paul. Jai. So nice. It's so nice to see all the familiar faces uh, coming. Each night, welcome TV chat. Yes, yes. It's so nice that we have our little sangha, our online sangha, like this. Welcome Madhupuri, Chai, and so Jai Jagunath is here. So he's coming just now, and we shall. Okay,
1: he should be coming. So, oh. Hadi, hello, hello. <laughs> sorry, my camera is so... Okay, I need, to, How... I need to put on fresh T-Lock. I always forget that it's kind of there, but it just looks like, anyway, we won't say.
0: You make me feel so insincere. I haven't put on T-Lock in, re- in a really long
1: time. The only reason I put on T-Lock is because the deities. I know, I go to see the deities. Actually, there's a story Anyway, there's a story in the Chaitanya Bhagavat you may recall, where Mahaprabhu, once someone came to him early in the morning without tilak on, and he could understand that this person didn't do his morning rituals, which included like deity worship and so on. And so he chastised him saying that your face looks like a crematorium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know this story well. Do you know why? (laughs) because I remember when I was new and I had just moved into the ashram. Um, at the time when I just, we were speaking about ashram life and like the austerities and this. So I remember I remember at that time when I had just moved in, there were still this like other ashram that's um, our friends, but they're not like in the bhakti center, but they're also doing, um, they're also doing harinam in the streets of New York. And we're friends with them. We, we love them. And they would come and they would do they would come and they would do the. They would come and participate in the morning program. Anyway, one mm-hmm. of them, who's very intense, who's very funny, who has very intense mood. I showed up to Mongols. I showed up to morning program without my tea lock because I woke up at like four fifty one and my, the curtains open at five. You know, so I was like, ah. and he pulled me aside and he told me this. He was just like, "Yo, bro, that's how he talks." He's like, "Yo, bro, you know." So happy to see you here I'm so glad that you're here and you're here you moved in like this but you know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that if you're not wearing tilak it's like a crematorium like your face looks like a crematorium and I was like this was like five days moved into the ashram I was like mm-hmm I was like yes okay and mm-hmm. then and then he waited and he was just like so and I was like oh okay Prabhu and then I just like went back into the morning program I was like yeah, yeah I understand and then he like taps me again he's like so are you going to go, <laughs> or, are you going to go put on the T-lock? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, he's like, and then he was like, I have, actually, I have. You don't even have to go upstairs. I have, I have. And he gives me his T-lock and I go to the bathroom and I put it on like this.
1: You now <laughs> so I remember, I, yeah. I personally like wearing T-lock, you know. I think I look yeah. really cute with T-lock. Like the, the contrast of the golden T-lock with my skin tone is just right um, so I like wearing T-lock, but, um, often when I, when we do things like chit chat or we do some sort of outreach program, which, um, like at a yoga studio or something, we often tend to not wear the T-lock yes. uh, in order to be, I guess, more relatable or just don't freak people out. <laughs> and, um, I kind you know, I kind of get that it, it, it's, it's sort of like this tension of how much of the externals of a tradition you should embrace before you're yeah. really embodying a tradition. Yeah. We started reading this Bhakti Notakur, um book a little bit in the evening, here are the guys mm. where I'm staying, um, as just a form of community and relationship building. And mm-hmm. in, in, near the beginning, beginning chapters, one of the disciples of a particular guru, he wants to embrace the external, he wants to embrace all aspects of the tradition. Which includes the externals of the tradition. And there in Bhakti Not Thakur's kind of warning that if one embraces the externals of a tradition like too hard mm. before they're actually embodying a certain realization that kind of leads to that sort of external representation, then it can really um, like obscure the growth of conscious development
0: yeah, as you get yeah, really
1: yeah. into the external so, like, with that as a sort of excuse, I just tend to like lean away from certain externals and lean hard into the the, the things I feel comfortable with the western style western yeah. music, western outlook, and all of that but then sometimes um, I wonder about that
0: i 'm here i 'm
1: here well i can 't tell
0: you were speaking <laughs> of, you were speaking of externals, and I just got really self conscious because I realized that i didn't have my um Tulsimala on
1: because. Whoa, that's the, that's essential. That's more an experience. I know. That's, I know. That's a matter of life or death.
0: I know. Wait, I'm going to. Story time. Story time. Yeah. I was at the beach and so I took it off because I'm getting a really intense tan line because the sun's really hot. But I remember also once living in the ashram, I, for some reason, I don't know why I would do it, but for some reason, I would always take off my Kuntimala before showering and I wouldn't shower with my kuntimala and I would just take it off before and then right after the shower I'd put it right back on. And then I remember Kishore Gopal, he like comes to me, he's like I'm going to the bathroom one day like in my gumsha and everything. And he's just like Where's your Kuntimala? And I was just like, Oh, I, I take it off because I don't I don't like the wood to get wet or like some I, I made up something like this. And he was just like, Bro, he's like, What if you like slip and die in the shower? <laughs> And I was just like, good point. And I was like, that's true. And then from that day forward, I always shower with my kuntimala. And I actually felt really guilty about taking it off at the beach. But I was like, this tan line getting really intense. And now I just had this moment where we were talking about this. And I was looking at the screen. And I was
1: San- like, San- mm-hmm. San, what if you die while swimming? Um, <laughs> the- I, had
0: it, <laughs> I had it on while I was in the ocean. <laughs> just not...
1: <laughs> well, um, for those of you who may not be familiar, the idea is that when you wear the Kanti if you shall die with Tosi wood on your person, then the um, superintendent of death will not drag your subtle body for judgment in the subterranean regions. So devotees are... Um, uh, aside, the main purpose is that the Kanti Mala identifies us as krishna's dogs so to speak his servant his loyal servants um you know so it's kind of like we've heard it expressed like a like a dog leash of sorts yes but also there's this thing that you'll be protected from the superintendents of death um at the time of death if you have tosi wood on so devotees are very careful to always have tosi wood on their person at all times (laughs) um anyway back to the other point i was bringing up this sort of external internals, mm. um, and yeah, so Basno you know, Takur, he's kind of warning that don't embrace the externals too uh, expediently before mm. your before your consciousness is actually embodying a certain level of realization. Otherwise, you get too much into the externals and you lose internal focus and the focus on, on internal growth. At the same time, as we know, externals, because we are largely externally oriented in our um, novitiate state, the externals really help also to focus the consciousness in a particular way. Mm. You know, you know, when you dress like a devotee, you know, and I'm putting that loosely because the devotee is really consciousness. Mm. But still, we have an idea of a Vaish, a sort of dress of a devotee. You know, yeah. something that clearly identifies you as Krishna's. Okay, I'm, I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm thinking of Dave Chappelle. I know y'all know this routine. I, I don't know which, from which standup it's from. I don't think it's Killing Me Softly, which is a famous one, but it, it's a famous standup of Dave Chappelle where he talks about a lady. <laughs> don't mind, it's really funny, but Dave Chappelle talks about a woman that he's, he meets at a club or is at a club. And he says, you know, her breasts are hanging out of her turtleneck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's, you know, d- dressed very provocatively. And so he kind of makes some reference to her being kind of like like a prostitute. And so she chastised him. And she's like, just because I look like this doesn't mean I'm a hoe. And, he's, <laughs> and, you know, he's like, you know what, ladies? She's absolutely right, you know? Uh, a woman can dress however she wants, and that does not mean she's a prostitute, you know, so you can hear all the women in the audience applauding and, and cheering him on when he says that. He said, but ladies, you got to understand something. <laughs> He's like, um, he, said, suppose, he gives an example, he says, suppose I dress like a police officer and someone's performing a crime and someone runs up to me and says, help, help, someone's killing my husband over there. And he said, and I tell them, now listen here just because i'm dressed like a police officer <laughs> doesn't mean i'm a police officer you know he kind of gives an example and then he says that so he said listen ladies just because you dress like a hoe um just because you look like a hoe doesn't mean you are a prostitute a hoe he uses this language he said but you should know you do have a hoe's uniform on <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to share that story. I, I'm sharing it to just to make another point. It was, and the point is that to make a spiritual point. <laughs> well, the spirit, the spiritual point, of point of um, discussion that I'm bringing up is the tension between external adopting external dress um, in order to help focus consciousness, yeah. whereas also external dress can distract from the internal development. And often, like in our community, our Krishna conscious, broader Krishna conscious community, you have like Krishna West is there. And this tension was created in our community between, you know, the external dress versus, yes. well, with the external dress, dressing like a Western versus dressing like a typical person from Bengal, India. And this tension was yeah. all derived. And so, um, yeah, I was, I guess I'm bringing up the question for discussion. Yeah. How do that's that's another tension that devotees deal with and i'm all this is coming from the t-lock on the one hand don't want to adopt externals because it takes away from inner focus and development it can not that it always does so but it can at the same time when we adopt certain externals it really helps to focus consciousness like when i when i wear a t-lock and i have a dhoti on or you know clothes that's considered in our community as devotional clothing and again, I put, I put devotional in quotation marks because devotion is consciousness. But anyway, devotional clothing, you do feel more like, because you're like in the devotee uniform. Uh, and so, you know, people see you in a certain way and you kind of tend to see yourself in a particular way when you're wearing a certain dress. Um, so, yeah, this is, I guess, the question that I'm bringing I really, for. I really like, um,
0: first of all, I love t and I love devotional wear like when I get when I get ready I get ready let's just say that when I was in Vrindavan all the times that I go to Vrindavan I go a little bit crazy in Lloyd Bazaar, and I just come back with lots and lots of <laughs> cute stuff but I like what Kavi was saying about being identified as a devotee right so she's saying that um a devotee was found in a car crash there I think she's in Australia and because he saw the Tulsi on his neck he chanted by his side until the ambulance arrived as he was badly hurt and I really like that idea that it's like it really identifies us you know as Krishna's property as right. Krishna's devotees and then also to each other and I remember a nice story Shyam says devotees are the best try to convince Jai Jagannath of the. I
1: can't <laughs> Dan
0: Dodis. I love doties. I, I love Dodies. When
1: I okay, sorry to interject. Can I interject? <laughs> interject. Just so you guys can know about me. First of all, I, like I said, I love T Lock. I look like an African Zulu warrior when I have my T Lock on on all 12 spots. The, they just, It glows like effulgently because of the contrast between the, the golden color and the skin tone. But the Dodie <laughs> The Dodie is like reminds me of a pamper. You know, with <laughs> the tail in between your legs and it gets stuck on everything, it's extremely irritating. Uh, I started wearing a longi for a long time, for at least a few years. I was wearing, maybe not a few years, maybe two years. I was wearing a longi, which is kind of just like a wraparound, which yeah. I think looks really cute. So I was really into that longi. And then, but the longi is generally associated in our communities with like a certain type of renunciate who's considered particularly exalted. Now, you'll see many householder devotees wearing this longi style. It's not a big thing. But I do have a little bit of, um, shall we say, infamy in our devotional community <laughs> with some of the authorities in our institution. I have a reputation that precedes me a little bit. <laughs> and so my guru told me to stop wearing the long and stop, you know, don't give people a reason to find fault with you. So you wear like either Western dress or you wear a Dodi, but don't wear the longy style because I, we all know in our community, it's kind of associated with a certain type of exalted personality. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, okay, Western dress it is because <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the doti. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, sorry to interject. No, no. I love
0: Dodie's, but I, I can, I can understand in the sense that it does get caught on everything. That's a little bit of a, a nuisance. But um, no, the story I was gonna tell was um, a few, maybe not a few days, maybe like a month or two after I got initiated, um, I had like my big beads on, the ones that I usually wear, they're like three wrap around and like they're like chunky. And I, I was in Williamsburg in Brooklyn with a friend who's not a devotee. And we were, we were like, I don't remember what we were doing. We were just catching up. He was like a yoga friend and we hadn't seen each other in a while. And we're, I wanted to buy a ring or something, and all these people had their, you know, not a flea market, but like on the sidewalks, they had all their little jewelry and all of their stuff. And I come by this one little spot, and I'm looking at the rings, and I'm just like, "Oh wow, this is so nice." And I'm speaking with the woman who owns it." And then all of a sudden she goes, she's an older woman, like much older, and all of a sudden she goes, "Those are really beautiful like you know beads that you have on." She's like, "What are they?" And I said, "Oh, they're Tulsi." And she said, really? She's like, that's really strange. And I said, why? And she's like, well, um, she said in my, she used the word religion. She said in my religion, um, we wear that as a, as, you know, as a, as a sign of, of, of our devotion. And I was like, oh, and you know, I still, I was like, oh, and what religion is that? And she's like, oh, I'm a Hare Christian." I was like, oh, I'm a Hare Christian too. And she's like, really? <laughs> and, then she, and then I found out she was a Srila Prabhupada disciple Wow. She's a Srila Prabhupada disciple. And then we just, I just stayed there for like half an hour, 45 minutes, just talking to her and like hearing all of her stories, hearing about like her time in New York, her time with Srila Prabhupada. And, I was, and my, friend, my friend was kind of like not into it because he's not a devotee. He's just like, oh, it's, it's time to go. And I was just like, I, but. I, I, I
1: okay. Like, I got to share one similar. Go. You, you know go. this story also. When I first met Krishna Chandra Prabhu. Yes. OK, so I'm wandering the city of New York. I'm hungry. Yes. Uh, I, I intentfully went out into, um, as I like to say, went out into the public wearing civilian clothes. Because I did <laughs> not want to be identified as a devotee. Because I was about to go to a karmi restaurant and eat some karmi food. And I didn't <laughs> want to be identified as a devotee doing that. So I dressed in civilian clothes. And I went to this place called Beyond Sushi on 14th street and like second avenue or something i think it's 14th street and second avenue yeah yeah yeah. so i walk over i go into beyond sushi i order my thing and then i sit down like beyond sushi is like a very small store uh for sitting usually it's for takeout but if you want to sit down there's only a few spots so i sit down across from this person and i'm about to like i'm going to enjoy my meal in peace without (laughs) any devotees finding out this transgression of emotional principles that I'm now engaging in. And I'll be happy because I would have enjoyed the senses. So I sit down, I'm about to eat, and when this guy's sitting across from me, he was like, are you a Hare Krishna? And I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> <laughs> I was so bewildered. I was like, I'm dressed like a civilian. How, I don't, I don't look Hare Krishna. I don't have T-lock on or anything. So he was like, are you a Hare Krishna? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who are you and so we started talking he said well my name is krishna chandra i was like get out and he, <laughs> he was like i grew up in the movement you know i i went to brindavan gurukula i grew up in the movement like this and i just found this so i'm like there's literally millions of people in this city i know i'm i'm with all consciousness trying to avoid running into anyone that's a devotee <clears throat> <laughs> so I can eat my karmi food in peace. And then somehow we find each other. And, of course, one may say that well, it was a vegan restaurant. So devotees, if they're going to eat at some place, it's probably going to be a vegan restaurant. So that increases the probability of running into a devotee. But it was still very shocking. Um, but why he... And so I later on asked him, how did, was he able to identify me as Hare Krishna? And he said, I saw your Kunti Mala. Mm. And so as soon as I saw... I was like... I, like this Mala looks like, like some hippie fashion, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> I always thought like, it looked like a hippie necklace. Like, I didn't think anyone would think of anything. Like, look, look, it's just like a hippie necklace. Like, but he was like, oh, I Christian. saw your Katimala and I could understand that, you know, you are a Christian's bhakta. And I was like, wow, this really is the dog leash that identifies as this Christian's loyal servant. Yeah. who, who would figure? All right. Yeah. Sorry, a lot of stories here, but there is a deeper question on the table here.
0: The deeper question, wait, but uh, Indulika Davis says, it seems like when you want to hide from the devotees, they always find you. <laughs>
1: it's so true. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're
0: trying to go out on your program, like get some ice cream, eat some karmi food, and it's like, mm-mm. But the question, the question about external versus internal, I mean, I think it's, a, I think it's an important question. And I think that we can maybe chat a little bit about it now and expand on it tomorrow, because I do agree that the externals have a a purpose, you know, they have a purpose to like ground us into the the reality, the real reality, not this material reality, like the real reality that I am Krishna's bhakta. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, it's like, rather when I'm not wearing those things, whether it be tilak or kuntimala or, you know, devotional clothing, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, but sometimes it's very easy to just be like I'm in the world doing my own thing, like da, da da da. You know, it's very easy to kind of not forget, like you never forget that you're Krishna's bhakta, but like you basically
1: know, just get,
0: forget. <laughs> yeah. Just get sucked just get sucked into the material world, you know, just get sucked into the material world. And, you know, I remember some days I would forget to take my tilak lock off because before going out to like go on my day. I would, you know, take the tea lock off. And sometimes I would forget. And I'd be getting, you know, um, my- The looks. Uh, I'd be getting the looks and like buying things and like people at the cash register being like, <laughs> like this. But then, you know, but then like, eventually some person or another would be like, what's on your forehead? Like, is it, a sp-? and they already knew, the person who was asking, they are like, is it a spiritual thing? And then I realized, wow. I was just like, oh, you know my lock like is still on it but then i got into a nice conversation with that person and we became like you know how in new york city you become friends with like your barista you become friends not yeah, friends totally but like, you like like this so like associates. that person's associates so that person started knowing the devotees i found out that this person also knew Sundari gopi and that mm-hmm. she had spoken to him before and then whenever he'd see me go by he'd be like "Hare krishna i'm like boom mercy you know yeah. just like that and so i do think that like the externals serve a purpose, whether we're doing it forgetfully or not. But this thing that you brought up about Shil Bhakti Vinod is such an important thing because we shouldn't get hung up on our externals. I just read something, okay, let me bring this up because I think externals are like the clothes, right? You know, the devotional clothes, whatever. But also the externals, you know, I'm just bringing this up because I, I read it somewhere. I can't remember where I read it. But the externals are also like, when it comes to kirtan, like the externals can be like a lot, like a lot of decoration, or like that person has like a really beautiful voice, so they're chanting the kirtan like this, whatever. And it's like, of course, someone who has a beautiful voice can also, and so, many times do, have a heart yes. full of devotion, and they're doing yes. it like this. But I, but you know, I think we've all also seen people who have beautiful voices are like classically trained, but maybe they're not bhaktas, or maybe they are bhaktas, but they're like really just like, in their, you know, in their ego. Anyway, I saw something that I think it was, I can't remember if it was Srila Prabhupada or Ayendra Prabhu, but some, it was like, someone wrote this, I can't remember. It was like a memory from, from Krishna Balaram Mandir and someone was, and someone was chanting and you know, this person was like classically trained singer, you know, beautiful voice like this. I'm pretty sure it was Srila Prabhupada, not Aendra Prabhu. And then, The the person who was sharing this memory with Srila Prabhupada, it was Srila Prabhupada devotee. Yes, I remember now. And they were saying that Srila Prabhupada says about the person who's singing, who's that Rakshasha singing down there in the temple or something like that. Yeah, and I was just like, whoa. And then Srila Prabhupada goes something along the lines of like, you know, there's no devotion in his heart. So, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna go back to Godhead like this. And I was just like, well, I mean, it was very cutting was very intense. But I was just like, whoa, you know, it's like, these are the reminders that we need actually though, because uh, you know, oh, I remember this Prabhu was sharing this story because he was sharing about, uh, uh, he was sharing on Balaram Purnima about his reflection where he was on the altar at one point and he was doing the arti. And he heard someone leading a kirtan for, on Balaram Purnima and the person's voice was like cracking out of tune, out of rhythm, out of harmony, out of all of the things. And the Prabhu was saying like, immediately his mind went to like, who is this? Who let him chant? Why is he chanting? Why like this, why like this, why like this? And then that story with Srila Prabhupada came back to his memory. And so he was sharing that like, really it's about the devotion in his heart, in in our hearts and that he doesn't know, right? He doesn't know this Prabhu who's singing out of tune like this. He doesn't know that his heart you know, and very may well be full of devotion for Krishna. And this is his expression, you know, and this is his expression. And so go.
1: Okay. So I was going to say, I, yeah, beautiful story, (laughs) anecdotes. And I, I understand that, but I I see the (laughs) extension on the other side also where, like I talked about this before. I think I brought up on Chit Chat before where people, where this whole devotion is in the heart. So you can't see a person's heart. What you can see are the externals. So sometimes with this whole devotion is in the heart, they want, it it could be a very good excuse to bypass the need for improving on the externals Mm. a little bit. And and, (laughs) and one area where this has been particularly frustrating for me over the years is people not really knowing the philosophy of Christian consciousness Yes, or just yes. not being very good communicators of it if they do know it, which I suspect they largely don't know. And then when you kind of call someone out for not really knowing the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, like if they're giving a class, like I'm not talking about calling someone out on the street or you're having a conversation, but you're you're been somehow selected to represent the tradition in some way, whether mm. it's a, a, some sort of class or whatever, some way you're representing Krishna consciousness in the philosophy. Mm. And it gets like butchered the explanation gets butchered and then the, the excuse is well devotion is in the heart mm. it's like <laughs> uh, um, I don't know how I feel about that or even the example that you're giving where someone's singing and they off tune you know can't hold a note and all that and it's like well devotion is in the heart like I get that but you know devotion is in the heart of that classical sharing person over there too. <laughs> and we should be thinking about offering the best to Krishna. Like, when we offer flowers to Krishna, like, this is actually one of the, one of the types of seva aparats you can do when, to the deity, is to offer a flower that doesn't have scent. That's considered yeah. a seva aparad. Yeah. So it's something to be avoided. So they're all flowers. They're all beautiful in their own way. But the flowers that we offer to Krishna are the ones that have scent in them. And like most American flowers, we have to add the scent because, you know, we got a problem with that in that area. So we got to add a little oil, a little, you know, essential oil on the flower so it has some scent. So we're particular about the externals. Mm. Um, or when we're dressing in deities is another example. Like, mm. we don't let anyone dress in deities with the idea that, well, devotion is in the heart. Like, mm. listen, I get devotions in the heart, but my Gora Chandra cannot be looking broke off on the altar. So if that person over there's got a little less devotion, but his skill is bomb on dressing, Mm. we're gonna need the dress we need the person with the greater skill. So that's why it becomes a sort of tension of sorts. Yeah. And yeah, it becomes a sort of tension. And I personally don't like I try to avoid as far as possible trying to size someone's devotion up because I can't see it. Yeah. Um so when I'm like looking at something, I can only Okay. I'm sorry to bring this up, but you must remember this. There was one devotee at Bhakti Center where they dressed Gaur Chandra and they put his hair on a little too far back. So he had, I'm sorry to say this, but he had a forehead like Tyra Banks. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I messed up the connection. <laughs> everyone the the
0: nectar was too much jaya messed up the connection <laughs> okay i think it's back i think it's back oh krishna uh no we can't hear you you the the nectar was too much <laughs> krishna Oh, we can't hear you, Jai. Sign off and sign back on. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Induleka De- Davis at Tyra Banks. Oh, Krishna. Oh. <laughs> okay, he's going to come back, everyone. <laughs> I'm just laughing a lot because I remember the specific day Jai is here. I remember the specific day that this dressing was done of Gaurachandran. It was like, it was, it was so, Krishna. Oh my God. Okay, Jaya's coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember that day. I remember that day. And I remember when the, cur- I remember when the cur- curtains opened, all of us were oh my like, God.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> all right, I'm sorry, I'll bring myself together. I think the connection's oh, gone Krishna. Jaya I think I think you messed it up
0: <laughs> oh Krishna um, I think we lost Jaya, everyone, <laughs> but it was a it was a good way to go out for sure. oh my God. I think I think with your connection, Jaya, no sudden movements, no sudden movements. Um, but anyway, let's call let's call it let's call it for chit chat today because I think that this conversation will continue. Uh, Jaya's gone. He said working on getting another phone by the end of the week. <laughs> I think this is a great way to go out, everyone. So uh, wait, he's trying to come back on again. Let's see. Oh, Krishna.
1: Uh, Adi Hal saying amazing how Krishna shut him down.
0: <laughs> is it working?
1: Oh, I got shut down. Okay.
0: You got shut down. Krishna said, How dare you?
1: I'm sorry. Um, it, <laughs> but working. you remember, remember right? It I was... remember. I remember. Anyway, I remember. we'll continue. My connection is all. Busted. Yeah, and it's we'll lacking con- really we'll, bad now.
0: We'll continue tomorrow, Krishna. You got you got to shut down about comparing Gorichandra to Tyre Banks. So Krishna was like not happy about it. It was either Krishna or Tyre Banks, and I'm gonna, I, I'm I'm gonna go with Krishna. Think
1: he was not happy about that. His Pujari I rem- <laughs> did not mean to disrespect him that way. But I remember we had to call out the pujari <laughs> we, we we went to the pujari. we were like, "Listen, we know you got devotion in the heart, but what you do to our gorge under head? Why is that? remember i remember i
0: remember i remember okay let let's, let's, let's end. Let's end it oh here. God, I'm sorry. Let's end it here, everyone. I'm sorry, okay. We could keep on going. Thank you everyone for joining Induleka Devi. Ida, it's so nice to see you here. Ida and Anand and Sham, Adi Hall, Sundari Radha, um, Sanjivani Radha, Gerald, all the wonderful devotees, Madhavapuri joining us every night. So grateful, Kishore Gopal was here. Bhakta Ramsey, so grateful for this community joining us here every, every night uh, at six. And so we'll be here tomorrow and we'll continue the talk. I think this is a good one, externals versus internals. So we'll continue like this. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much. Hari Hari Bol. <laughs> Bye, Jai, if you're there and you can hear us. Hi, Krishna. Krishna.